This podcast episode is dedicated to empowering sensitive people to recognize their trait as sensory intelligence and bring their unique gifts into service for the crucial roles we play in communities, businesses, and leadership globally. I'm Julie B. Ellen, sensitivity expert, psychotherapist, and founder of the online sensitive empowerment community. I'm Willow McIntosh, founder of Illuminance and leader of the high sensory intelligence movement. We hope you enjoy this episode. I want to give you a quick update before we start this episode, and that is that I have some free masterclasses coming up that I'd love to invite you to. They're free to register. You'll also get a replay if you register. One is about high sensitivity and anxiety, and one is called Reach Financial Freedom, Growing a Heart-Centered Online Business, and that's for HSP practitioners healers, therapists, coaches, etc., who want to learn how to uh, grow multiple sources of income and just be in a place where you're free so that you can really do the work that you need to do as a healer and take time off to take care of your self-care and things like that. That's important for healers. And I'm going to be available to answer questions after these events. And you can find them, you can register free by going to my website, juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com and click on free resources. And there you will see where it says master classes and you'll get a link to register free. If you can't find it for some reason, definitely just let me know. And yes, there is a replay if you register and you'll get an email reminder and things like that as well. So look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy this event. Welcome, everyone. I'm Julie Bieland, and I'm joined by Willow McIntosh today. And our topic is the way in which we see the world as HSPs. Hello, Willow. Hey, Julie. Hey, great to be here. <laughs> Wonderful to be here. I love that you picked this topic this week, and I'm so interested about into learning more about it. So tell us more. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, the way in which we see the world as HSPs has come to be a real core part of my own journey. It has been a, a core part of my own journey certainly a key part of my own empowerment and alignment as a, as a man and as an HSP. And it's also a key part of the work that I tend to do with the HSPs that I'm very fortunate to work with. And what I mean by this is because we are processing data more deeply and because we are having more of a deeper sensory experience, it actually means that the way in which we see the world in terms of our cognitive perception is actually really, really very interesting. And to kind of give you an example of what this, of, of what I mean by this is it was pointed out to me by a particularly skilled mentor and facilitator that I did some work with a few, few years ago. 
And when I was really on the cusp of about to kind of reclaim myself and really sort of come into my, my, my ownership um, as an HSP, he asked me the question, um, what is your reality? In other words, how, tell me how you are actually seeing the world, Willow, and are you really owning the way you're seeing the world? And it was such a striking question for me because I realized that the relationship that I was having with the world around me was a very deep experience. And, and the way that it was looking was I was often in a place of peace and harmony. And the way that I would sort of interact with the world was almost like a like at a kind of an energetic level and again what i mean by that is there was there was almost like um there was almost like an interaction where i was very aware of my surroundings very aware of other people's energy and it all came together as this sort of joyful flow and the lights kind of switched on in there and from there i became very clear about what my skills and abilities were as an hsp and as that's developed, it's always been in alignment with how I see the world, if that makes sense. I think this is so neat to be talking about because I think as HSPs, it's hard for us until we've opened up this kind of discussion and these kinds of consciousness. It's hard for us to imagine that other people don't experience the world like how we experience it. And I think it's so essential to understand that we do experience it in a different way. Like you were talking about these deeper sensory experiences, these abilities to read energies. I think that there is, um, and I know like when I'm working with clients too, it's like this sense of that's a huge support to understand, even in your relationships with people that whether it's your partner, your friends, family, colleagues, that there are different ways of experiencing the world that you have a different way because of how who you are and this is a sensory processing sensitivity so i love this topic willow oh, thank you i you're so right that i you, i couldn't have said it better that is, is such an important part of it is to recognize that we are seeing the world around us differently to people that are not born with the trait and that's key. And, and straight away, I will say that in by no means should that feel scary or that we are, you know, kind of alone in our reality. In fact, the opposite is true. We are having such a visceral experience of the world around us that it actually gives us such a rich inner life and such a beautiful relationship with the world around us. And it's actually when we come to almost merge the inner and the outer, where we, we recognize the relationship that we're having with the world around us and the fact that it's, it's matching how we are inside. So rather than it feeling like we've got to hide it and not talk about it, actually it becomes much better for us in life when we do start to talk about it and we do start to share how, how we see the world. I'll give you an example that I think really helps with this because I, I talk about this in, in my masterclass. I had a, a lady that came to me and she is very happy about me sharing this story. Um, her, and I do so on the masterclass. Her name is Lena. And, and she came to me and, and she said to me, listen, I'm, I'm so aware that I've got this real gift inside of me. I, I have this passion. I want to make a difference. I'm really driven to understand who and what I am. Please, can you help me? And so... 
I have this kind of little process that I that I do, which talks about the journey that she's been through in her life, what's what's most important to her, and and this question comes: How is it that you're seeing the world? And as we kind of dove into that, Lena shared that from a very young age, she had a very very interest interesting relationship with being grounded. So her mum and her parents, when she was growing up. They weren't particularly grounded people. There was a lot of anxiety. That there was a lot of kind of like busyness going on in the household. Things didn't get completed, and it used to really affect Lena. And as we talked about it, what we became aware of is that the way Lena interacts with the world is from this place of being grounded. So she's almost picking up on wisdom that's happening in the moment as she as she describes it and she knows how to help people to feel grounded and comfortable because she can sense this communication this wisdom that's happening on a moment to moment basis so what was so eye opening for Lena she was like oh my gosh this i this is how i have seen the world all of my life it's all been about this experience of grounding that i have and how important it is for me to share this with other people so once she kind of owned that and had almost like an objective viewpoint of it so much made sense for her and she actually went on to lead a workshop about grounding in the place of work her employees her employers were so excited about her leading this workshop because she could they could sense that she had this ability and it changed everything for lena and it all came from this acknowledgement that this is how she experiences the world and it was very much linked to her gift and abilities yes i i love what we're talking about because this is really about sharing your gifts understanding your gifts understanding the the way that you experience the world all of it and and when we understand it on these deeper levels it's validating too like we've seen this in the sensitive empowerment community it's like being with other HSPs, it's like, wow, you experience it like that too? You know, because we're only 20% of the population that has this trait, it's so common for us to be surrounded by people that don't. You know, the way that we need things is so different. Even the, the amount of loan time we, we need. Willow, I just wrote this article about, and I actually intentionally titled it, Alone Time is a Medical Necessity for HSPs. And I so, believe it is. <laughs> Alone time, did you yes. say? Yes. Yes. Quiet yeah. alone time. Because if we're taking in so much information, you know, as we're talking about being these deep sensory experiences that we experience and having, you know, we just take in so much into the brain. And we've talked about this on many of our episodes, but this understanding of like, yes, we do need downtime. Yes, we are. Um, it's important for us to be in a grounded state to intentionally work on that and for your client to be able to validate that about herself and then to go and share that with with others like that's what I want to see HSPs doing because we have these beautiful perspectives on, and understandings in, in life and, it, and it's very validating to discuss this yes that's exactly right that, that's exactly what i'm re really hoping for us to to really get from this is, is is it's exactly that it's it's recognizing that because we are highly empathic and we are intuitive we are creative and we we are having this big sensory experience it means that you know these gifts and the abilities that we have it's it's all kind of linked together with our personal perspective on things 
and 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 I couldn't agree more. It's it's what I would love to do is you know invite us to kind of open up this conversation in the community and with each other and just you know and say you know how you know tell me a bit about how you see the world or you know tell me a bit about your experience you know what stands out for you in the world what's really important to you you know many of us are are so good at working with other people because of our levels of empathy you know we're very good at tuning into people's feelings and so you know the the, the version of that might be that when we go into a room we immediately start to read energy we start to feel and our focus goes somewhere and then our interest goes somewhere and we think oh you know this this feels very important for me and I, I want to be able to kind of support people with their feelings or I want to be able to do this you know it's that kind of like cause that we have that drive to want to help is often directly correlated with the experience we're having when we walk around in the world and I think the more that we can share that, the more that we can talk about that, the better, I think, because then it helps us to really, for starters, own it, which is so important in terms of personal empowerment, but also just to help us to feel more connected and find our place more in the world. Yeah, it's kind of a combination of the reason this is so important to understand about ourselves is that we do experience things differently. We do need a different type of self-care as a result of that. We do have unique and important and special gifts to share with the world. And we notice things other people don't notice. We read micro expressions in body language and energy, and we can't compare ourselves to people without this trait, for example. And all of this is so essential to understanding ourselves at the core. I mean, I even remember when I was younger before I understood about this trait. I remember going into this mall and it was really crowded and like the ceilings were low in this mall. It was kind of a strange mall at a shopping center. And I felt this panic. I didn't understand what was happening to me. I felt like almost like everybody's energy was like shooting at me. <laughs> you know, at the time I didn't even have words to understand what that was. And I just like, quickly left. I was like, I don't know what just happened. It was too crowded. I can't stand crowds. But I didn't understand that it was about the fact that I hadn't yet learned about the energy exchange between people and that I had some control over that, that I could actually learn skills that separate my energy from other people. And has that ever been an incredibly powerful <laughs> new way of living? Wow. Amazing. Well, that's such a great example. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's such a good example because, you know, like going into that busy shopping mall, that, that's how the world is kind of coming across uh, uh, in, in that way. And then as you've done so well is, you know, learned these skills to, to manage your energy in those environments and understand what's happening. And actually, I'm sure over the years, as, as, as years have gone by, you come to realize that that ability to be able to pick up on all of that energy and all of that going on is actually supporting you in the work you do today. W would you say that's right, that it actually helps you with what you do today? Oh my goodness, 100%. I feel like I, get, I, have, I can download information about someone and now I understand how to do that while also understanding how to take care of myself because I think there's a lot of HSP out there and especially HSP empaths um, that don't know how to do that and you know we haven't been taught and, and we're just sort of bombarded by 
whether it's our partner's relation, our partner's energy or work environments. I think Tina even just wrote something about a chaotic doctor's office. Just like the world is not set up for the sensitive. It's set up for the 80%. So it's in most situations, it's quite chaotic, you know, which is why I have dreams of living out on land again one day <laughs> where I, that I don't have other people's energies surrounding me all the time. But yes, it takes a definite, um, you know, consciousness to learn how to, how can we use this information for good things, but also take care of ourselves while we're receiving it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that absolutely right. Absolutely. And then, and, and, and again, you know, it's such a, it's such a, a great example and it's really helpful to, to kind of, you know, illustrate how that in, in your example there, Julie, you know, you have a, as you've just described an amazing ability to be able to download information as you're talking and around people. And I'm sure that when you're out and about and perhaps at a gathering or maybe you know if you go out to a dinner party or something there's there's probably information coming and you're downloading information even though you're not really intentionally needing it necessarily but it but it's coming anyway yes and, <laughs> right and, <laughs> and, and right there is, is such a good example that that's 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 what i mean by your cognitive perception as an hsp it's like that's how the, you know how that's how the world is kind of coming across that that's a focus and it's and it's a passion and a fascination as well i would say that obviously that's something that you dearly love and love to use in the work you do today yeah you know it's it is absolutely fascinating there's times when i i have this information that i'm i'm just like amazed at how accurate it is and how much it helps me help others and um I also want to let people know that, you know, to believe what you experience, because it's, I've heard so many HSPs say, you know, talk about that, that they'll, they'll experience something. Maybe they'll pick up on something about somebody that doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel quite right. And I've had that experience before and I'm, I'll be like the first one to pick up on it and nobody else is picking up on it. So you start to question, you're like, am I, am I picking up something that's accurate? But I want to encourage HSPs to, to believe these these experiences that you have that they're real and even if they're not real for somebody else they're real for you yes i'm so pleased you said that yes a hundred percent that is such an important thing for us all to recognize it is about believing and honoring the information that we are that we're getting through and recognizing that we have an ability to pull in what sometimes feel, feels like extrasensory information, and it is about believing it, and it is about trusting it. Because, you know, what, what's, what's so wonderful about the example you've just given yourself there, Julie, is like, it, it's recognizing that ability that you, that you had, and it was, you know, walking to the shopping room was like, whoa, this, this is kind of out of control, I don't like this. And then it's like, recognize like, hang on a minute, actually, there's a, there's a gift here. And then it's like, okay, wow, I can actually do amazing work in the world with this. Like, that's the perfect example to illustrate for any of you beautiful people out there listening right now thinking, yeah, actually, do you know, I kind of do have this ability and I do see these things and I do kind of get this information. My invitation for you is follow that, is get curious about that, inquire about it. Spe you know, speak to fellow HSPs and, and open the conversation within your heart around that because that will absolutely 
help you to start believing this information and very much help you on the journey to really claiming your gifts and being able to make great use of them. Mm, absolutely. I love what you said, honoring it, honoring that information. That's a huge shift in living by honoring that. Being able to even say to someone, I understand that you're not experiencing it that way, but I'm experiencing it that way. And I'm going to honor this feeling I'm having. I'm going to honor and trust this feeling I'm having. I mean, this, we are absolutely meant to be doing these amazing things in the world and to really honor and validate who we are. These gifts that come with this trait are, is extraordinary. I mean, this, the reason why this even this trait exists in the first place is that it evolved as a survival strategy of the population. I mean, we have extra information. That information is essential information and it needs to be trusted and honored. I, I really love that, Willow. Wow. Yes. Essential information. Goodness me. Evolved out of survival. I mean, wow. If that's not something to honor, I don't know what is. That, that, you know, that's just such a great indication of, of what's possible from this. And I, and, and it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's just, it's, it's fascinating to kind of have this level of inquiry. And I think what happens, what certainly happened for me is, is it's, it, it, when I, when I kind of ground with it or I engage with myself, there is this kind of feeling of ownership. It's, you know, it's almost like making friends with this, these abilities. Well, once that kind of level of ownership happening is mixed in with the honoring and the awareness of just how important it is for humanity for us to have this kind of information coming in, then it starts to get really joyful. It starts to, there's a lot of gifts and play that happens with it, you know, and, it, and, and the language comes of how to share it with others. And yes, there's needs that come with it. And, you know, that's a very important part of it. But there's, there's a real kind of joyful freedom that happens where it's like, wow, this is, this is who I am. And this is how I see the world. And, and it's about embracing it. Yes, it really is. And I think it, it helps to have tools to help us understand how to navigate it. Like I was seeing Deborah in the comments just now was talking about that, you know, sometimes it can feel like a burden. And I think I absolutely understand that. That's how I used to feel too, because I just felt so overwhelmed. I didn't know how to separate my energy. I didn't know how to uh, interpret what I was experiencing because I didn't have anybody in my life that shared that with me or that this was even a thing. <laughs> it was just the messages were, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and, you know, so many of us have gotten those messages early on, which is why I'm so passionate about making sure we're changing these messages. And I think that the, the burden is when we don't know how to manage them. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. And those that score the highest on my sensitivity scale, for example, we have the most challenges, but we also have the most gifts. And so if you can identify how to take care of yourself in the right ways to, to, to learn how to balance, you know, this, all this sensory information that's coming at us all the time, that then it doesn't, it, it isn't a burden anymore because we're able to, um, you know, make the changes we need to make, but that can be, that can involve life changes. Cause I can even remember working for bosses that, oh my goodness, I would get sick, like having to be around them. Sometimes they were, they, they, I, they either had, um, you know, priorities that were very different than mine. They didn't align with my values or there was something that wasn't safe about their energy. And it used to make me sick to experience these, you know, forced to be around certain people. And 
But you know what? That motivated me to create my own business so that I can do what's aligning with me and honor me and choose my schedule and, and choose my life and own my life finally. Because I felt like I lived a long time in my life not owning my life. And I think that when we feel like we can you know, lay those bricks to make this happen, just one brick at a time to create a life that works for you, to have you know, this is why I call this alone time and quiet time a medical necessity because I've seen such a massive difference in HSPs who do that regularly versus those that don't. And that tells you right there. I mean, if I'm not getting enough downtime or alone time, I'm going to feel irritable, emotionally reactive. My, my sensitivities actually increase. I feel uh, I actually get sick a lot. And if I'm able to give myself the right kind of downtime. And what we're talking about, the reason why we need this alone time and this quiet time, because we're processing so much data and information and sensory experiences. And if you don't process it all, it becomes overloaded in your system. And then now you're just kind of a mess. And I used to live my life like that when I had a nine to five or long commute hours and working for other people. And now being able to go, you know what I love like today, I'm feeling tired. I think I'm going to take some time off, <laughs> you know, to be able to do that or to just intentionally do it on a regular basis so that I am more clear. It sort of removes the burden because the burden really has a lot to do with overload. That's what I think. Yeah. Wow. I love that. What a fantastic example of ownership right there. It's just, just amazing. You know, recognizing that the environment wasn't wasn't right for you and and rather than you know which often happens with us is you know we feel stuck and we must feel like the victim to our surroundings and our circumstances and actually we have because we have so much to give and as you say you know the gifts that we have way outweigh the the challenges it, it gives us incredible opportunity to do something amazing with our lives and and, and that's such a good example you're such a good example Julie of of, of, of an HSP that's done that. And so many of us, you know, that do find that perhaps we're in the wrong environment and, and find that we're very, very capable of looking after ourselves and, and creating a life that, that we really love. And Deborah, I love what you said there as well. You know, it, you're absolutely right. It, it, um, where you said, it, as, as you said, Julie, there, it's hard to find the, the, hard to see my ability to pick on other people's energy as a gift. And what I, what I find is, is so helpful is to give ourselves as many experiences as we can of how that's a positive. So in other words, by creating the opportunity for yourself, Deborah, to experience the gift of that and the benefit of that. So to, to explore it with a loved one, perhaps who's also sensitive, to actually experience what it's like to pick up on someone's energy that you feel very safe with, where you can have a deep conversation. And I can promise you 100%, if you dive into that, there will be something about it that fascinates you. And when you start to walk along that path of inquiry and just kind of dig a little bit deeper, you'll discover that there is a beautiful positive to it. Once you, once you experience that for yourself, you'll be like, okay, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And I actually see you, you, you mentioned a little bit lower down, which I loved. My husband is amazed at how often I know he's not being totally honest with me. He can't, <laughs> he, he can't get away with anything. 
You know, I mean, so right there, that, that, that's a, a playful example of being able to tune into someone's energy because you can feel his energy you know, when he's not being honest. So, so, so just by kind of exploring that, you will definitely come across evidence for yourself of the positives of it. And then it's about making sure that you're not putting yourself among other people and circumstances all the time that are draining and, and, and difficult for you just in, in the beautiful way that, that Julie just explained there. So it's about making the shift, but it's, it's finding the positives in, in the gift. That's key. Yeah. Why aren't we honoring this more in general? Like this is like, this is what I've been saying from the beginning that HSPs have these superpowers. We have these supercomputer brains. We have these amazing experiences and these amazing abilities. And I've really narrowed it down after working with and researching HSPs for so many years now. I've narrowed it down to, I really believe it has to do a lot with not understanding how to balance the sensitive nervous system and how to protect your energy and things like that. Set the, set the right kinds of healthy boundaries. Because I think about myself in, in my earlier life before I did all this personal work. And, you know, how I am now, I feel like it's the exact opposite of how I was before. Because how I was before was overloaded, overwhelmed. My emotional brain took over all the time. My cognitive brain went to sleep when that happened. And so I actually felt like I wasn't smart. I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt like I was too sensitive for this world. And I felt um, really low self-esteem. I didn't like who I was. I didn't, I didn't honor who I was. And living that way, it's like all the gifts are just stuck, you know, trapped underneath all of that. And so if you can really honor who you are and understand that we have to do things differently and not compare ourselves to people without this trait, and even understand that there's a spectrum of sensitivity and those of us that are higher up on that spectrum have an even different experience than those are lower on the spectrum. But to honor that within ourselves, what does it feel like to, to be balanced, to be in a centered place, to spend time in that internal place of knowing like we've talked about on many episodes. And, you know, I, I feel like my life has transformed so much, like being able to let go of the fear of other people's judgments. I had to learn how to love and honor who I am to understand who I am within this trait. And being around other HSPs, you recognize that this is a real thing. This is our experience. And not only do we need to, you know, we, we just really need to honor all of this because you have this information and these abilities for a reason. It's like that uh, I've talked about before, kind of comparing it to, you know, like a, an orchid flower that you, you might have need a little bit of a certain type of maintenance, but then you bloom brilliantly when you have the right kind of maintenance. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. It, it, yeah. It's such an interesting analogy just came into my head just then. Which I'll just share this in a moment. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I think a great deal of the reason that we tend to struggle and you know, and, and the trade is not fully recognized as it should be in the world, which I know is coming. And it's absolutely we're in the in the process of that evolution right now. Yes, because but, we're making it happen, Willow. <laughs> we're making it happen. Yeah, exactly. We're, <laughs> we're making it happen. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. But it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's because um, I think you're absolutely right, because we because we put ourselves in circumstances and environments or 
we, we, we're not aware that when we are in loud, difficult situations that aren't conducive for us as HSPs, you know, our cognitive ability goes down, we feel like there's something wrong with us. Living our lives like that, you know, it's just going to make us feel like there's something wrong. But it's almost like this image of a cat just came into my mind then. Cats have incredible sensory abilities, right? They can hear, they can see, they can feel, they're like super kitted out with their cat technology. <laughs> like if you, if, you, if you imagine a cat like in a room or a garden with like blaring speakers and like lots of other weird, or other, other cats around that it didn't know and it was like, you know, or perhaps not cats, perhaps other animals that aren't, you know, that aren't as sensitive. It would be in a state of fear and overwhelm. It would just be receiving too much data, it wouldn't know what was going on. As soon as that cat removes himself or herself from that environment and goes into a calm, more peaceful place where it, hates, it knows what its territories are, it knows what its boundaries are, it's looking after itself, then all of a sudden it's able to look after its family and provide food. And it's exactly the same for us, I think. <laughs> That's cute. I was actually thinking about the fact that we have about four of our pets are are highly sensitive and yes this trait is found in animals too and i was thinking about how like we have this um particularly one of my cats and one of my my dogs is sensitive and i was thinking about how they are like they you know when there's loud noises they might startle easily they might um you know (laughs) need a little bit more rest when there's been a lot going on but they're also so sweet and so loving and just i mean they're just the most beautiful little souls and i was thinking about that in terms of hsps in general right willow yeah exactly that's exactly right yeah it's it's just not fair to put put ourselves in these environments and circumstances that are overwhelming around the wrong people, working in the wrong places, not having the encouragement and the support that we need. It's just not fair. We, we can't expect ourselves to function properly in those environments. It, it, it is about making the changes in our lives that we need to, to make sure we are working for the right people, that we are having the conversations that we want to have. And we, we have, we're experiencing a world in a way that's conducive and supportive for us. If we're not creating those environments and taking responsibility for ourselves in that in that way, it's very difficult for us to really um, appreciate the gifts and the purpose of this trade. <laughs> I have to I have to laugh at something Tina said. I had a cat who I couldn't even think about his vet appointment or he would disappear. <laughs> it's so true. Like the, it's so closely and they know when something's up it's like they they read that stuff just you know i love it (laughs) (laughs) such a good example that's reading energy right there exactly oh my gosh and and one of my dogs too it's like if i get super excited about something and i get a little loud (laughs) it's like she's just like oh my god i gotta leave the room so i have to like monitor my energy around her a little bit Yeah, this is a beautiful thing to to know. I mean, these that that we have people in the world with these extra sensory abilities, this extra data. This, you know, we are we are we need to have people with different skills in the world, and that's what this is about. And we also need to take care of ourselves in particular ways and honor who we are and what we need. Yes, absolutely right. Yeah, exactly that. And it's yeah, and it you know and. 
<clears throat> and in terms of you know how we how we're experiencing and seeing the world, and it would be the same for the for the HSP cats and animals and dogs around us. You know, they're they're experiencing the world in a particular way, and we're aware of that. Like you've just given an example right there, Judy. You know, you're aware of how your your dog is is experiencing the world, and you're compassionate to that. And it, it's the same for us. We we are individually each experiencing the world in a particular way, and and it, it and it's linked to the gifts that we have. And I think. You know, by making sure that we are honouring that and we're respecting it, is it, it's 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 very important. But it's, I think it's um, it's almost a conversation that's really important to open up and to kind of inquire about because I think it's just another way of really understanding ourselves and honouring our needs and then you know taking the right steps accordingly. Yeah, because what happens when we do that? When we actually honour our needs and we take care of ourselves in the ways that work for us, what happens with that, Willow? <laughs> magic. <laughs> yes. Life-changing magic. Yeah. Say more about that. What kind of magic happens? What, what, what do you mean when, when there is that, uh, there is that um, intentional when ownership? Yeah, um, when we're just like living in, our, in, in a way that honors who we are so that our gifts emerge. I mean, when our gifts emerge, we're able to go out and help other people in the world to make a difference, to make a positive change. I mean, my whole mission in, in this sensitive empowerment movement has been about empowering sensitive people to, to really live brightly in, their, in that brightest light and to lift off the layers of those, you know, the overwhelm and, and be able to access all those gifts because they're incredible gifts. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, for, for me, it literally has been life changing for me to really think about the environment that I like to live and work in, really think about the kind of people that I like to have around me and really think about this bigger vision that I have in the world. And I have consciously changed my life to allow me to live in alignment with those things. I have let go of relationships that weren't serving me. I have moved to a place that I love to be in. I have conversations only with amazing, um, you know, people that can understand me. And I'm very clear about what I'm here and what I'm here to do. And so all of my high sensory experiences, all of my sensitivities are, are such gifts for me. I revel in them. I just love it. Like it's such an incredible daily experience for me to be seeing the world in the way that I do. And it's simply because I have looked, I have made some difficult decisions, but I've been courageous enough to think, okay, enough. I need to leave, live my life in this way. And it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Yeah, I like how you said that you, you consciously made changes in your life. I did the same thing. Conscious changes, conscious shedding of people, relationships that were harmful or not serving me and consciously choosing people around me who support and honor who I am and who align with my values and who I can trust. I mean, these are all in such important pieces of, of part of how we create healthy boundaries, part of how we carve out a life that is, is meant for us and and, and it's so fascinating because 
so many times when you see HSPs who do this kind of conscious living, intentional living, and I know we talk a lot about it in, in the sensitive empowerment community. I'm so, I'm so proud of the community and you all that you're, you're doing something you're you're actually i mean even even people listening right now it excites me because what happens is is like you're doing something intentionally you're learning about the trait you're you're honoring who you are and what you need and every single time when we do that good things happen and that is very very exciting um there's a question from becca m is it healthy for us to put ourselves among people who challenge us such as people who are physically risk takers in sport activities, but I'm not willing to risk my safety. What do you think, Willow? Well, that's a great question. Um, uh, I mean, this, this has got to be your own intuition that guides you here because you know in your heart what's right for you. But I have to say, you know, you, you, when, when we get those feelings in our hearts and our guts that's like, this isn't right for me, I don't like to be in this environment, and as you say, I'm not willing to risk my safety, then the answer to that question is no. It's, it's not healthy to push yourself into an environment that you intuitively know is not right for you. There may be some interesting, interesting pieces in there. It's like, okay, maybe am I being challenged in a healthy way? Is, is someone or my friends inviting me to be adventurous in a particular way because it, the experience is going to be beneficial for me. You know, is it an interesting for me to perhaps go hiking in the mountains or something? You know, if you're around people that are trying to force you to do a bungee jump or something, then no, you know, it's, it's not, I would say if in your heart, it's like, this isn't benefiting me. It's frightening me. I don't feel safe. Then it, no, it's a no, but, it, yeah, but it's very, yeah, go on. I love Jim. that. And, and also being all this, the no is a no. And that that, that that boundary, honestly, the boundary has to be held by us. But if we have put people pushing and pushing and pushing our boundaries and making us feel bad about our decisions, you know, that's not, a, that's not healthy. So we have to have, be really strong in our decisions. Like, I'm, 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 I can watch you go do that bungee jumping, but I'm not going to go do it. And, that, and then end it there, that that's your boundary. I think that, you know, using that as an example, that was, that was a good example, Willow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And, and also, I, uh, so I can't remember, I heard this recently, but when we say no, no is a complete sentence. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no, there's no need to justify it's, uh, it. My answer is no. And that's the end of my sentence. Yeah, that's, a, that's one we have, many of us have, have had to work on. That's a very, very important distinction that our no means no, and that we don't even have to explain our no's. I think that is so important to, for that. Lynn, so sweet. She says, ah, Julie, we are so proud of you for making this community. I am so proud of this community. You guys are such beautiful people and everybody listening just, I mean, I think it's so incredible. Don't you, Willow? I mean, that there's this group of HSPs that are, are, are listening, are learning, are dedicated to growth and empowerment and, and beautiful things are coming out of that. I mean, I've seen people talk about relationships improving, um, parenting improving, families improving. I mean, and then, of course, the, the, the HSPs out there, you know, trying to grow online businesses that so many of them have to do with helping other people, which is why I believe HSPs can be such a big part of the change that's needed in the world. We just have to take care of ourselves 
in order to be that strong foundation. Because I remember thinking about my foundation was made out of toothpick, like toothpicks before. That's how I described it before I did my personal work. So that anything that happened, somebody judged me, said something critical, I would just fall apart and collapse because my foundation was not strong. And I had to build that sense of self and that strong foundation. And that's why it's so essential to be around other HSPs who support that in you and to really intentionally do this work. Like you were saying, Willow, it's conscious. We've, we, you and I have shared many stories of our past and, and, you know, from, I know for, I've shared many stories about the places where I was quite broken in my life and I wasn't owning my own life. And, and it took a lot of conscious work and intention to get to the point where I am today, which is why I really know that it's possible. Like if I could be at the bottom of the bucket where I started to where I am now, it's like, I know that anybody can do that if they've got the right kind of support. And just the fact that you're listening is is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It really is super exciting. And and as you say, it's so wonderful that this community is happening and that we are you know, we're there for each other in the world. And, and great things, as you say, are coming from that. From you know all sorts of the positive outcomes that are happening. And it, and it really is important for us to to come together as a strength and to really you know be there for each other. And, um, and I think, you know, and also this, um, this piece around being centered, you know, I think like when we feel that instability and the, you know, the example you gave there feeling, you know, the world is, our world is on toothpicks sometimes. I think when we consciously make um, a decision to, to center ourselves, you know, almost, I mean, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a literal focusing in my core of my body. That for me is hugely centering for me. And when I'm when I consciously made that shift and I realized how important that was for me, people around me can sense that. And when I say no to things and I've learned how to say that in a in a loving way, even though I'm being firm, um, people can feel my center. They can feel that I'm in my center, that I'm grounded. And then people tend not to kind of push me, push me over metaphorically, you know, where I don't fall over myself in terms of fall off into anxiety or overthinking. I'm. I'm just aware of who I am, what my needs are, and I'm happy with that. And like, you know, if other people don't like it around me, well, you know, I can't please everyone. So being literally centered for me is a huge part of this conscious shift. Yeah, I like that. And something that's really worked for me a lot is that I learned how to stop filtering through what everybody else wanted first like this this and I know a lot of HSPs do this by default it's like a decision has to be made something has to be done and this instant default of that external focus on everybody else's needs and trying to please everybody that you can't even you don't even know what you need and I know there's even been some conversations in the community recently about people that you know feel like they don't even know what they're feeling they don't even know what their emotions are and I, I think that a lot of times it comes from this piece that we're always trying to please other people so much and, and take care of everybody else's needs that we're kind of ignoring and not understanding our own. And so just that process of, of I always say, take everybody, the way I've always described it is like, take everybody else's needs out of the bucket and it's just your needs. Let's start with that first. Before you even consider everybody else, let's first get clear about how you feel about it. And that takes a lot of practice to take everybody out of that bucket. <laughs> but it's, it's huge to start to identify how you feel about something. And 
how something impacts you and what your opinion might be and what your needs might be. So start practicing that in general about even little things. Just first get clear, what do you need before you even consider everybody else? And then you will, have, you will be coming from a much stronger base. Wow, what wonderful and beautiful wise words to end this week's episode on. I love that. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's, it's, there was a mantra that I was taught, you know, it was to ask myself, how do I feel? What do I need? It's like, what do I feel? What do I need? First of all, and you've said it so beautifully right there. And it's, and it's, it's such an important part of this process and linking it all with this way that we're experiencing ourselves and the world around us. And I'd love for us all to really consider that over the next couple of days, everyone listening, you know, how do I experience the world? What's, in, what's important for me and what are my needs and how can I be of the best service for the world as an HSP? Oh, yes, I love that. And I love to hear from you guys. Let, let us know. You can go to hsppodcast.com. You can, you can actually make comments on these episodes. And I really hope that you're sharing them with other HSPs. I want to create a movement, this empowerment movement that we have so many gifts that the world needs right now. It really, really needs our gifts and we need you to be okay so you can access those gifts. So I hope you've been listening to all the different episodes and I uh, just want to thank everybody for being with us today. And I love Sensitive Empowerment Community. I love that you're here with us and you're commenting and asking your questions and enriching the experience. And, and I invite other HSPs who want to come join the community to do that. Um, and you can find all of the bios and, and information about me and, and Willow and our websites at hsppodcast.com. Willow, is there anything else that you want to say before we say goodbye today? Just again, thank you so much for everyone who's on the call, you know, on the session with us today live. It just makes it so wonderful to have you with us and have all your wonderful comments flowing through. And thank you for your questions. Thank you to everyone listening. You're all helping to create this movement in the world. And I, my hat's off to you. Thank you so much for all of your support. Can't wait to see you next time. Mm, yes, beautiful. Love you all. And we will continue our conversations in the sensitive empowerment community. I love it. Karen says my heart is smiling. <laughs> love that. Oh, that makes my heart smile. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, so beautiful. HSPs, you are all so beautiful, so needed in the world. I love you all. And take really, really good care of yourselves out there. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. You can take my free sensitivity quiz and find all my HSP tools and resources at sensitiveconnection.com. To register for the next masterclass on how to make your shift into high sensory intelligence, visit inluminance.com. Please leave us a voice message if you have a question or comment for us to be included in a future episode. Just click the voice message button in the show notes, introduce yourself, Tell us where you're from and record up to 60 seconds. We love hearing from you. And please share this episode to help others and take extra good care of yourself out there. Bye-bye, everybody.